0: Welcome to the Wildcast Podcast, coming to you from Wildcast Studios with your hosts Adam Lund and Jeremy Boucher. Uh,
1: welcome back to another episode of the Moncton Wildcast Podcast, your unofficial voice for all things Moncton Wildcats. As always, I am your host Adam, and again, I am joined by your favorite co-hoster and mass singer aficionado, Mr. Jeremy Boucher. Mr. Boucher, on this Tuesday, November third, how are
0: you? Pretty good, yeah. uh, Pretty good, yeah. The uh, month of November seems to be flying by already. It's amazing how quick we got and, here, yeah. Uh, uh, and uh, yeah, we're uh, we're uh, big, big, big night tonight. Um, yeah, uh, lots uh, lots of eyes on the uh, U.S. election, and uh, maybe when we uh, have this show released, people <laughs> are listening. We may know who. Isn't it who will be the next president or who will continue to be uh, president of the U.S.? Or at uh, least have
1: a pretty good lead.
0: Yeah, uh, but there's a few things I've learned is that we may not know for weeks. No. So that's... No, because uh,
1: some states I don't even think can open their balloting until today at, or yesterday yeah. at 7 p.m. So yeah, exactly. Then they got to start counting, which uh, you'd think if they were doing the early voting, they could count it, but the United States is... Little bit different than ours. Fair to say we, we both want the same guy to win, uh, I believe. Yeah, yeah. I <laughs> yeah. think we can all agree we're on gonna that. We're going to try one. to keep this uh, non
0: political, but yeah. I know we have some, uh, you know, I know in the past we had some listeners from, from the U.S., and uh, I'm not sure if we. Uh, oh, we still, st- st- we still do. We still do. We still do. You know, and um, we're hoping that you all um, exercise your right to vote. And um, yeah, there's obviously one that we're hoping for because I think uh, not only will it be. Um, how can I put this in a non-political biased way here? <laughs> better for Canada. Uh, that works. <laughs> yes. It'd be much better for Canada if a particular candidate happens to uh, become the, uh, I'm gonna say next because that's just gonna give it away. Yeah. but uh, <laughs> the next president of the US. So we'll leave it at that and we'll try to leave uh, as much politics out of the show as possible. Perfect. Uh, you're Halloweening. How was it? Uh, was it like we stayed home?
1: Uh, we had 15 kids, which is, I think, in the past two years we've had between 23 and 30, so um, a little slower. But you know, you were out and about. Uh, was there a lot of kids out there? Or?
0: Uh, in my neck of the woods, there there was, yeah, um, for sure. And uh, we'll get into that later in the show, just as a spoiler.
1: Oh, okay, <laughs> cool. All right, well, let's. Uh, now that we're getting away from politics, let's get into everybody's uh, one of everybody's favorite segments: our mass singer chats. Um, so we got we finally got into group C, Squiggly Monster, Jellyfish, Mushroom, Broccoli, and Lips. Um The first one, like I say, is always the toughest. Broccoli, it came out and it was talking about TikTok videos and doing the dances in his little clue package. And I'm like, well, this has got to be a young kid from you know Nickelodeon or the Disney Channel. Then the guy got on stage and he sounds old. Like can't sing like this. This seemed to be the group that is the actors or the, the so, non singers that are just yeah. doing this for fun. Yeah. Um, the lips, it was Wendy Williams. Um, I believe she has a talk show and she's got stuff on serious radio and, and radio personality. Um, <laughs> I noticed that she sat down for, for her singing. I was like, is that cause that costume is going to make you topple over <laughs> or is that just because, You'd rather sit but i think this is the group that's the the actors that there for fun an an older type group your thoughts
0: yeah i uh i have to agree with you there uh the singing wasn't fantastic no um wendy obviously the lips was wendy williams, and if you know you know if you've ever watched uh you know u s talk shows her voice is just so. I mean, I I've I heard the voice, but I just couldn't put a name to it. Right. Uh. So, but as soon as Jenny, I think it's Jenny McCarthy, said her name, I was like, yeah, that's that's the one. And
1: Nicole was on that one too. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So there's um, this one's a little obvious. Um, I'm kind of liking the with the broccoli. I like the the Howie Mandel guess. Uh, I was I was on board with that one. Um, I am going to say though. The jelly for the jellyfish. I'm uh, I, I'm having some uh, some uh, w, WWE vibes, right? Um, the jellyfish, the glow. I'm thinking Naomi, uh, because oh, yeah, good one, yeah, because uh, I'm thinking like the, I think one of the clues was she has fans from coast to coast, um. And you know the costume is glowy. It's green. Her entrance is is very similar to feel the glow is her whole the, thing. Yeah, feel the glow. Yeah. Um, so I'm getting some uh, Trinity Fatu, aka Naomi, uh, Naomi vibes with uh, with that one. I do like that. That's good. Yeah.
1: Um, I believe it comes back tonight. I'm I'm sure no one will watch it. I'll have it PVR because we got a hockey game to get to. But I think it's group. I think it's back to group A. But um, not one hundred percent sure. As always, you can follow us uh, for your mass singer updates and hockey updates on Twitter at Moncton Wildcast and on Instagram at Wildcast Podcast. I do have a quick question for you tonight. Yes, we haven't added a few of the. We haven't had one of those in a few weeks. So, um, we're a month in. Got a decent handle on what this division is looking like. Uh, we're we're gonna see Saint John for the first time. We've seen Halifax twice, but not live. Um, just your first impressions of the. Division a month in,
0: uh, a few surprises. Uh, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, I am the one that said Bathurst who finished last in the division. They're running away with it so far. Um, uh, running away is, is maybe a bit of a tide right now with with Charlottetown. Yeah. 16. So I mean, but doing much better than I than I thought they'd be doing, uh, especially for you know being so young uh,
1: on the blue line. Because you give their coach. After 10
0: games, oh, you man, said they yeah. had to be 500 at yeah. least for, for his seat
1: was going to be awfully hot. And by
0: his seat, I mean, he was done. Yeah. And so that's. He's ex- proven that. <laughs> ex- ex- exceeded expectations. <laughs> yeah. uh, so far, Cheryl Towns, I mean, they're right on, you know, right on par with, yeah. with how I, I figured they'd be doing. Um, St. John is St. John. I mean, I, I've i said it from day one. Uh, there's some, uh, some personalities in that dressing room that. Uh, uh that i feel are are, you know clashing and it's um you know results are showing on the ice uh you know um i'm not sure who it was i think it was pat mcneil that had an interview with uh with st john's head coach and you know didn't didn't have a you know no filter on that guy at that point just said that his team wasn't doing very well and, and had to start playing and you know they went in there and uh I think they had a split against Cape Breton. So I don't know if that's going to be them turning the corner or not, but, uh, Moncton it's, um, you know what? I think kind of where I expected them, expected them to be, uh, a couple, I, I was hoping for maybe a win or two more, but, uh, I mean that two week break kind of, uh, didn't help. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Halifax is, uh, they're young, right. But, and Lexi Gravel's out of quarantine and still has not still, still isn't dressed. Um, so I don't think he's dressed. No, uh, I haven't seen him. No, so that's uh, – that's I don't know what they're doing there. Uh, I don't think I missed any Bathurst, St. John, Charlottetown. I think I covered them all. Cape okay, Breton, well, um, I mean, I think they're doing better than than what I was expecting them to be. Uh, and, yeah, so, for, I mean, some surprises, some some teams that are, you know, where I thought they'd be and other teams – You know, (laughs) Uh, I did put it all together. So far, so good. I mean, nothing that's really um, that's really surprising except for, you know, the start that Bathurst is on right now.
1: Yeah, we talked about this was going to be two teams and four that were right in the mix, Uh, two teams that were going to separate. I don't think anybody thought it was going to be Charlottetown and Bathurst as the two teams that have kind of separated themselves. I mean, both of them have an 18 or an eight point lead as the Islanders and the, and the Titan are at 16. And, and, you know, we talked about it. Cape Breton, Halifax, you know, Moncton and Bathurst were going to be those four teams that were put them in whatever order you want. I think for me it's St. John, you know, the goaltending. Mm-hmm. They brought in Cree Jones, and I'm just trying to quickly look at it. I think Pat Nodes had more starts than Cree Jones. And was, was Jones not the guy you brought in to, to steady the ship? mm mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, you have personalities in that room and they're not putting it together. I mean, we've had some people say hit them and they disappear. They're not physical. They're not tough. They want to make the pretty plays. Is that a team that isn't happy with the goaltending and moves, moves on and gets one of the twenties from, you know, eh, that's the biggest surprise Is They're three and four. Mm-hmm. Um, they shouldn't be down with, with Cape Breton and Halifax. um, you know, and and in terms of Moncton, they they are what we thought they were, right? They're gonna be in some games. They're gonna lose. Sadly, they're gonna lose more than they're gonna win. But they're continuing to fight, and it showed. It showed in this past weekend. Yeah. But I gotta wonder if St. John isn't all that sold on Cree Jones.
0: Oh, it's a good point. Cause um, how many games has he started? That's I'm just uh, trying to find that out here. Because every time you turn around, it seems like uh, Pat Nodes uh, is a starting goaltender. So, um, Creed Jones, th- three games. Does that make sense? Yeah. 5.11 goals against average, 827 save percentage. I mean, that's not... Pat know, Nodes at 7. Yeah. 3.28. So, he's
1: clearly the guy. And, you know, I can't remember what they paid to get Creed Jones, but it was... I don't think it was over the top, but you know, you you brought him in to be the the guy that um, was your was your number one, and he's not playing like it
0: at all. Yeah, you you need uh, you need a better performance from a twenty year old goaltender, especially if this is the one that you you know traded for. Yeah, yeah. They they had both name, not Pag uh, and got rid of him and <laughs> brought. him are not good with names. No, we're really not. <laughs> I mean, when you have every freaking vowel in your last name, <laughs> give me a break. It's like the guy in Bathurst. Oh, Scabrella <laughs> Skabru- Scabrilla. Skabr- 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 yeah. You know the only goalie in NHL history to have every vowel in his name? No, I don't. John Van Beesbrook. Nice. Yeah. It's a little fun uh, hockey. Uh, with hockey.
1: coincidence enough, I had one of the best helmets with the yes. Panther mask yeah. that I have just continue. As soon as the first Moncton goaltender to do that. That will be a very nice mask, mm-hmm. but uh, I digress. You digress. I digress. That was um, uh, off, off the – Yeah, so that uh, – like, you know, you talked about all the the egos, I guess, for lack of a better word, they had in that room. They're not playing up to par at all, and I don't know how – without moving guys, like, I t- you know, we talked about it with, with uh, Jamie and, and Mike, like, this was Waugh's year to kind of show it, and this is the core that's been together two, three years. And, yeah, they were young, and it takes time to win. But at what point do you try and shake up just for the make the sake of shaking things up?
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, if, if they turn around and win, you know, both games against Moncton. Then, they're right back in it. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean. But if they lose both games to Moncton. Then I think they're going to see something. Yeah. Uh, I think, um, yeah, I think these next two games are, are big for St. John in terms of um, – you know a direction because, I mean, if they you know they win both games against St. John, they're or against Moncton, they're five and four. Yep. Five and four, and if they lose, they're, you know, three, it's, they... it's, it's it's different. It's just a different. I think you're, you'll see some changes if uh, you know if Moncton pulls out these two wins, uh, you know, tonight and Friday, then uh, we're we're gonna have some change in in St. John, I think.
1: Yep. Yep. I will 100% agree with that. Um, everybody's like, right, man, you got all the favorites of the show, eh? Uh, the favorite segment. So let's get to the the new one this year.
0: Slovenia, starting to become one of my favorite countries in the world. <laughs> Has one of the largest brown bear populations in all of Europe. So, folks, if you ever, if you ever come in close contact with a bear. You're supposed to, if it's brown, lay down. If it's black, fight back. <laughs> uh, moving on to another country that is starting to become another favorite of mine because I'm learning so much about it, Russia. Right. You know how much I love Putin. Well, in Russia, they love chicken's foot soup. Oh, that's... Uh, Kulodits is a traditional delicacy. So I'm not sure about that, <laughs> but, uh, keep your chicken food soap in your, in, in Russia yeah. and, uh, bring me the barbershev. I like it. <laughs> there we go, folks. Another episode of, uh, fun facts about Slovenia and Russia. Join us again next week when I try to come up with more facts about Slovenia and Russia. It'd be just easier if our euros would arrive. Yeah, fair All right, let's so. get to some news and notes. News and notes from around the queue.
1: I'm assuming everyone's uh, tired of talking COVID updates, as we're tired of giving COVID updates. Uh, but it's the reality we live in. Um, a tweet came through. I guess I want to say Thursday. No, Sunday. Uh, from Roby Saint-Julie. Uh, his Twitter handle R S T G A L I A S G D Q. Uh, that Mr. Croteau has put a plan to public health about a bubble uh, for the seven teams in the red zone. Um, the only feasible city would be Quebec City.
0: That would and be my guess. Yeah. Yep. Now
1: it's not all one division though, right? It's few teams from different divisions. So how does that work inside the bubble? That's what I. That's what I'm I not want.
0: even. I don't even know, man. <laughs> uh, this <laughs> like, is. <laughs> We, we talked about it a few weeks ago, about yeah. if, if a bubble would be a smart thing to do. And I said, I think it's too late to do a bubble. And here we are talking about a bubble. <laughs> all right. So I am so... Unless um, they're
1: going to do... I don't know, it's seven teams in the resident. I was going to say, unless they're going to do all the teams in the bubble. But they can't even... Can't do that. Like, I just, if it was one, one division, it makes a, a total sense. But yeah. the fact that it's two from one and three from the other, how exactly does that work? Because... You know,
0: other teams need to play. Mm-hmm. Oh, 100%. And uh, he he tweeted, he tweeted again later and he said, uh, you know, all the games scheduled, uh, the games, any red zone teams with games scheduled this weekend are postponed pending the continuation of things with the bubble project. So it's still being talked about. Uh, so, hey, maybe it is a bubble. Who knows? Uh I don't know. But you'd have to think it's Quebec City. There's uh no other No I mean no other arena, no other city. That can I mean hotels that, are, that can accommodate seven teams, I don't think so. uh there's no other city that's in that bubble. I mean Gatineau, maybe. I mean there's that's the right across the river from, from Ottawa. I mean there's but you know How it, close is
1: Blaineville to Montreal? If teams stayed in Montreal in t- twenty minutes. And bust to maybe bust to the rink, I guess. That's maybe possible, but
0: yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. I can only assume it's going to be Quebec, uh, just because there's you know more options there, and we'll, we'll see. There's a, but
1: they're running out of time.
0: They are running out of a lot of time. Yeah,
1: because they're... we're a month away from supposed to knowing a playoff system mm-hmm. format, and we don't even have teams playing in the league. So, you know, they're
0: running out of time, and at least we're not starting our season in February.
1: Yeah, and that's. <laughs> We're going to go a little bit outside the queue for that news. Professional transition. Um, Sports Minister Lisa McLeod came out and announced that if the OHL was going to play, body checking would be removed from the game. Uh, Then Mr. Premier Doug Ford was just like, hold on a minute. We're just going to wait on that. Um, He said, we're engaging with the OHL to create a safe return to play. Which will need to be approved by health experts. No date, to date, no decisions have been made. I would like to see the OHL return. Which she then retweet quote tweeted that tweet with "That's not right." We said we try not to
0: get too political in this episode, but uh, look,
1: I understand the idea. Um, And I was listening to the Rod Peterson show, and they or not listening to it, but I was going through Twitter and saw their little three minute video. I understand the idea. Um, because you know, they're thinking the transmission with, with, uh, what's happening in Quebec, but okay. You take body checking out fine. You're not going to have the major egregious hits. And they, they made this point on the red Pearson show. There's not the big meet the guy in the trolley tracks all the time. There's not a lot of major hitting. You're still going to have the body contact along the wall. You're still going to have the tight plays it's going to be more like a woman's game where you're not going to have that big hammering trolley tracks body check, body contact. And those games aren't boring. They're pretty fun to watch. But, okay, you take body checking out, great. What about the faceoffs? What mm-hmm. about the celebrations? What about the fact that they just come off and they're sitting on the bench beside a player? Like, you can't... I, I, I understand the idea. And if they take out body checking, which, you know, they have wanted to make the game safer... And I'm all for making the game safer, but I just don't
0: get the whole idea of it. I saw something about the face offs, and that's what kind of that's what the light bulb moment was for me. Like, how are face offs? I mean, face offs are different from body checking. Yeah. But you're literally head to head with somebody. And with the like, linesman thrown in, yeah, it's
1: bent pretty down. Like, close. are
0: you going to, are you suddenly just going to uh, play? A Tag up icings or not tag up icings, but tag up face offs like it's you, yeah. you you put the puck down at, at 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 the dot and you know you're you're you have a forwards that skate you know the ref blows the whistle and forwards skate from ten feet away, and whoever gets the puck first wins the face off the I mean <laughs> yeah,
1: I don't i I understand where she's coming from and making the game safer, but at the same time. You don't see a lot of those trolley track hits. Mm-hmm. You don't see so, like if she's trying to take it out, you're gonna try and take it
0: out of the corners. Like, how are these kids gonna go into the corners, battle for the puck? Like, yeah. and, and you know, some some players just gonna be like, "Oh, screw it, I'm gonna hit somebody." Yeah. Right. And then to me, it's like, okay, well, is that? Are they gonna? What kind of penalty is that gonna be? Like, is that, uh, is that a two minute penalty? Because if it's a two minute penalty, all of a sudden you're you're the player and you're skating the penalty box and you're you're thinking, okay. Your 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 Olaf Sanderson from from Team Iceland on D two two <laughs> minutes, well worth it. Yeah, you know, like <laughs> what? That's immediately what a player is going to yeah. say. Like they're going to be like, oh, "Okay, I'm sorry, I hit a guy. I'm just playing my game. Like it's worth it. Like just they've got they got some time to figure. Good thing it's not starting next month. Yeah, they have some time to figure this out. Um, in Ontario, so Ontario's got some time to, you know. Figure out this uh, whole COVID thing they've gone they've got going on right now. I just can't stand. I I won't be able to watch hockey if there's no hitting. Sorry, no, no. I, it's just part of the game, and yeah, you still I still, you need I, hit, I still you think you'll hitting.
1: see it against the wall. But what I like, how has the NHL not stepped in mm-hmm. um, and been like? We got to figure something out because this is the development league for the NHL. Say what you will; these kids go to university, mm-hmm. um, but mostly this is the development league for the NHL. Um, the Memorial cups now played in the OHL. So that's their rules. So if they mandate this, the WHO, WHL and the Quebec can't hit once they get to the Memorial cup, good luck with that. How is CCM who I believe is the product partner or Bauer, how have they not made masks or just make iTech visors for this year? Mm-hmm. Like you don't have to completely change the game. Just change the equipment for one year. I'm nope. sure these kids won't mind wearing a high tech bird cage for a year if they can play hockey. If you if you pulled the league, right? Like, yeah. And you know what? Fighting will go down. I hope. I think if they're wearing visors, like something's got to be done. Any other thoughts? Are you good?
0: Can't even talk about it right All now. Right. Still, good. S- just still. Uh, I don't. I don't know. Um, There's still lots of mind determined. Yeah. I I can't. I just can't see it happening.
1: All right, bringing it closer to home. Um, some honors for the Wildcats since we were last with you. Uh, Jordan Spence was named to the World Junior Camp roster, which he leaves in like two weeks for a month. Um, and, again, that's going in Edmonton uh, as a bubble because they've had some – Some, I mean, it was going Red Deer in Edmonton anyways, but now Red Deer doesn't get it, and it'll just be strictly in Edmonton with the bubble. Uh, QMJHL Team of the Week had a very Moncton feel. Uh, Vincent LaBelle, may hear his name later, Bill Daou and Jordan Spence were all named to that team. And then Vincent LaBelle was named to the QMJHL Rookie of the Month. So all well-deserved. Uh, and uh, speaking of well-deserved honors, let's uh, let's get into why they were named. Weekly Rewind. What a week it was. Uh, when we left you, they were going to Halifax and Bathurst on the rare Thursday and then Friday night game. Um it was an interesting weekend. Uh, let's get into Thursday's matchup. Uh, again, another trip to Halifax, another exciting game. And again, the Wildcats come away with two points. This was the game that Mr. Boucher called on the team, changed things up, needed a better game from Forche. needed the power play and special teams to be better. They must listen to the show on that road trip, man, because they uh, they answered you coming away with a 4-3 overtime victory. This
0: was the, the Gabe Forche show. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, no, but I, it's it's funny because uh, you know I, I said some things last week, and uh, ironically Neil Hodge had a similar article come yep. out. Uh, obviously, we don't talk to Neil. I mean, we talk to Neil, but we don't talk to him about what he's got, <laughs> you know, uh, coming up with 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 articles. So we don't plan it. We're going to talk about this on the show. You drop
1: your article, they'll go together. Yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah. So it, there's no there's no planning. Um, uh, when, when it comes to Neil Hodge articles, I mean it's happened in the past where it's you know not the first time where we talk about something and then Neil's got an article like the next day about the yeah. same thing and um, that's you know you need we needed Forche to to do something and you know the fact that he was still sitting on you know zero goals going to that game against Halifax it had to change uh, and things changed like uh, he yeah. was a. Completely different player He was skating He was skating out there He was working hard He was the He was the forte That we saw last year uh, And that's That's what we need From him every night Every game And uh, and we got it uh, And that line With him And, and Daou And, and LaBelle is, is they're clicking Right now uh, And uh, I don't think You can You just can't Complain right now uh, And uh, Just want to point out That uh, Zach LaRue Was a minus two <laughs> Anyways <laughs>
1: It was. Uh, I can't remember what other game they had, but it, it might have been the Halifax game. Outshot him eighteen to nine in the first period. Then let's Halifax get back in it. Outshoot Moncton nineteen to eight, mm-hmm. and then third period fourteen to eight in shots. Like it was very up and down. Um, you know the 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 overtime goal from Spence, uh, saucing it all the way up to the belt, the blue line, and then fortunately, I I think he passed Denoye. Uh, in the zone. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah, was just way right by him, just flying. Um, I mean, there's you talk. How about special teams? They were one for one. I mean, they didn't have a lot of power play time, but one for one on the power play, and they killed both penalties off. So mm-hmm. this was a this was the game that it just seems like they play like they're like we're not going to lose to Halifax. We don't want those other two guys. It's and it's a fun. It's. Two games against that team that has been very entertaining, from start to finish.
0: Oh, oh, for sure. And you know they want to. You know they want to beat these. You know they want to beat Halifax. Uh-huh. Um, and it's funny because it was it was 4C that blew by Dinoyer, and it was um, it was uh, Larue that was on Labelle. Oh, okay. Right. So yeah. it was. Uh, it was. So it was funny that you know Labelle beats. Uh, kind of. I mean. You look back and you have LaRue on as uh, as a defenseman. You have to take advantage of it, and he did. And then you know Fortress blew by blew by Denoyer, and I just it was kind of just it was funny because just how it works out. And and uh, it was a great game. It was a really 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 good game, uh, highly entertaining. And uh, you you had your you could hear the Mountain fans, yeah. uh, which was which was good. Your That's, thoughts on
1: uh, Brady James? Because we kind of thought Garrel, and I tweeted, I thought Gavell yeah. was going to get this one. Uh, I, or I guess that was going to be the starting goaltender but they went with with Brady James who earned it after their 10-2 victory in mm-hmm. in Cape Breton mm-hmm. and um oh their play by Gareth McDonald mentioned that like it was nice to see him get that start. I thought he played really well. I he did.
0: Yeah, he he did and uh the it, overtime
1: goal he wanted back in their post game yeah. interview. It seemed like it could just kind of squeak through but um that was the first time seeing him play and
0: I I I thought he was pretty good. He made some he made some saves and I think uh was it him that that robbed Le, Dominic LeBlanc of his first goal? Yeah, uh, I think it was that game. Yeah, it was yep. that game. Uh, he made some big saves, and uh, you know, just that's I, I didn't know much about him. Like I'd uh, I knew he was a Lac Saint Louis product, and uh, but I didn't know much about him as 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 a goaltender. So, uh, but he's he's definitely someone to keep an eye on in Halifax. Because uh, I mean, for once, he for one, he looks like he's twelve years old. <laughs> uh, so. Yeah, I mean it's for him to go out there with and you know play that well against a 20-year-old in, in Lund Cornish you, you know he's pretty good for himself.
1: And then uh Wildcats made a bit of a, a move uh, as they brought up Gio Demetia and that move was to allow uh Nick Sheehan to get his first start Friday night in Bathurst, give Dakota uh, and, uh, Lund
0: Cornish it allowed Jacob Hudson to get in the lineup
1: that's, and score a and goal. exactly yes, it allowed <laughs> Dakota Lund Cornish to get the night off. Which allowed three twenty-year-olds to be in the lineup, so Hudson uh, was able to get in the in the lineup. Okay, so seven-six overtime victory in Bathurst. Nick Sheehan first start, first shot, first goal. Bathurst, <laughs> not exactly the best start you want to have uh, in your in your Q career. Credit the kid; he uh, he fought back. He had a, I think it was on Dubé. He had a really breakaway nice save. breakaway save yeah. with his toe.
0: Just one of those games. Yeah. It's... I mean, if, if you want to know how ridiculous this, this, this game was, the highlight pack on the Q site is 10 minutes and 10 seconds long. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that just tells you that this was just uh, uh, an, an offensive explosion from both teams. Uh, there was little to no defense. There was defense, but... Uh, it wasn't good. The, yeah, the goaltenders didn't seem to show up. And, I mean, for for someone who, uh, you know, got the uh, stick tap of the week a few weeks ago, Chad Arsenault is starting to kind of uh, – not not uh, falter, but um, not putting up the numbers he did in the first couple weeks right. of the year. So I uh, don't know if that's just, you know, the Running video. into that mini wall or yeah. guys are getting – Teams are starting to get a book on him. Yeah. Um, but I want to point out one thing. The Connor Olsen goal where he just came out of nowhere and LaBelle just cr- – so Arsenal didn't even move. Nope. Like he didn't go down. He was just like a stand up goaltender like reminded me of a Kirk McLean. Like he just didn't even move. Uh <laughs> when a goalie doesn't even move, you just wonder if the shot went wide or or what happened because there was
1: Nope. He came right he out didn't and stood there. Yeah.
0: I don't think I don't even know we saw it. So I think teams are kind of starting to get a book on him. Um, which is um, which is good, cause he he was stealing the show for the first uh, his first you know, couple of weeks in the queue. So, uh, don't know if that's uh, I don't know, maybe it's I don't know, maybe it was just uh, maybe he was lucky the first couple of weeks, but um, or maybe it was just one bad night. He's only got what three games left, something like that before Christmas. Yeah, I also want to know how fast that Jordan Spence slap shot was in overtime. Yeah, <laughs> like. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't was, see it. That thing was That moving. was that was just uh that had to be I mean, that was up there. Uh so yeah, uh I I don't even know Look, it's uh it, it's nice to get a couple wins. Uh but they, you know, got to keep it rolling.
1: This one showed this one I thought was showed me more in what this team can be. I mean, you get a goalie starting in his first game. The first shot goes in. You know, Moncton rebounds, goes up 2 1. Um, Bathurst kept coming and we knew they could score. The question was, can Moncton score? Mm-hmm. And, you know, they kept battling. It's funny, we asked, you know, you got to get Sheehan in, you got to see what he can give you. I don't think he showed what he can give because this was just one of those nights where, you know, pucks were going in the net. Yeah. B- on both sides. Um, you know He played well. He had some saves later on as the game went on. Uh, but I, I I don't know if this really showed anything. I, I think he still got to give him one of these games in the next three and the next four nights. Um, back-to-back hat-tricks. As Jordan Spence got a hat-trick. I guess I should have looked this up to see when the last time we had a back-to-back hat-trick was. Gotta believe it was last season I would think. Oh, I don't even know.
0: And then when McLaren was talking about this the sixth, fifth fifth or sixth uh i think it's this he, he originally said fifth but i think it's the sixth and nobody seems to be able to figure out uh, i i kind of told you got you you and chris yeah. in our group chat uh, i don't think anybody has has um has got i don't has anybody replied to him with the correct answer i was just looking to... that's such a trivia question so uh
1: six monkton wildcat d-men have scored a hat trick in franchise history yeah alex Vigneault, keith yandel david savard gormley and Spence, or five, or of, five them. of them, who, is the, who six? is the sixth. And he said, unless you're David McKnight, I'm assuming all correct answers, which he should have tagged you. Uh, I'm assuming all answers have been Googled. And it looks like there's one reply. Scott, Scott O'Connor. No, it's not him. Yeah, Scott O'Connor. So it's... Or somebody more obscure.
0: Yeah. Is it somebody more obscure? It's definitely somebody more obscure. Um, I don't have any prizes or anything to give away if somebody can answer this, but... Uh, it was in uh, it was in Ramuski in during the 20, 2006 six two thousand seven season. Um, the defenseman who recorded the hat trick, that goal, his so his three goals in that game was sixty percent of his goal production in the season. So he only scored five goals the entire season. <laughs> three was in uh, was in that one game. He was a free agent. And um, what else can I say here? How many other clues can you give away? Uh, he was a free agent. Uh, the It was an overtime. The, the, his hat trick goal was an overtime. And I think the first goal score. Wait, no, it wasn't overtime. No, no, it wasn't overtime. Sorry. The empty net goal. No, <laughs> <laughs> I forget. Anyways, a very, very it's out there yeah um you wouldn't expect uh you wouldn't expect it wasn't known for goal scoring so very very uh uh yeah that's a trivia question
1: we'll have to see if anybody gets it before next week if someone someone does maybe i'll throw a decal their way a wildcast decal um so yeah uh Overall, in the two games, three for four on the power play. Uh, only gave up two goals on seven penalty kill uh, opportunities, including one very late that shouldn't. Oh, man. The Hawkins hit on DeYoung Should have been a penalty. I'm not saying he should have been kicked out. Should have been at least been two minutes from behind. I can agree with that. Uh, it wasn't malicious. DeYoung did turn. Still, that's a dangerous play. Should have been two minutes. Jordan Spence hit on Hawkins late in the game. Was not a penalty. That was a suicide pass. That was a shoulder to the chest. That was a welcome to the queue hit. And you know, I'm just I'm glad that Moncton survived the penalty kill, especially in a in a six six game. Uh, you know, they had the two minutes. I think they it was like two minutes thirty four seconds that.
0: Yeah, they didn't have much time left after the after the penalty was killed before yeah. overtime. But uh, yeah, like uh, I think Neil Neil Hodge put it uh, perfectly where he said, you know. Um. You know, Spence could have been the the goat, but ended up being the hero, uh. And that's that's it. That's I mean, you know, I'm not gonna uh, I'm not gonna argue with referee with ref- with referees here, but uh, no, you know, there's there's yeah, the the hit on DeYoung was uh definitely should have been a penalty because I think f- uh was it a Pilot got the exact same, I can't remember who was on,
1: guy turned Pilot hit him. It was the it, exact same hit mm. in. You know, and then they have a very tough job, and it. I'm not blaming them for anything. I just, all the fans want to see is consistency. And, you know, I'm not asking for anything egregious on Hawkins, but I think two minutes, uh, for boarding or from behind. Um, uh, but it doesn't matter. We got the win. Um, yeah. So that's, uh, that was the week that was. Uh, now we just, uh, now we need to look ahead, and now we need to continue the momentum. We're finally going to see St. John uh, as they're here tonight. Uh, we got three games and four nights, two against the Sea Dogs as they're here tonight, and again Friday night. Uh, we haven't seen this team, but like we talked about in the quick question, this is just a team that is not living up to
0: expectations. No, but uh, like like I said earlier, you know, uh, they they got uh, they got a win against Cape Breton. They got the split. Uh, you know, if they if they can take both games against Moncton. You know, it's, I think, think they're going to turn it around. For Moncton, I think it's, uh, you know, I don't know what to expect from St. John. Uh, they seem, you know, from what we've seen in the past, you know, the, the, they can be a team that you can contain them. Uh, but I want to, uh, I'll throw it a, 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 a some capital a slang here when I say, uh, <laughs> squeeze tiffes. be hope for the best. <laughs> That's, uh, that's all I I gotta say because it's uh, I don't I just don't know what to expect for from St. John and I feel like if they come out tonight and
1: kind of get going early and get the first one mm-hmm. I think they have the because they're playing with the a lot of the skill and they're not the grit I think that's the that could be in trouble for Moncton because I think they can flip that switch and put up eight yeah because this is a team eventually that's gonna want to beat Moncton like we were beating them. At the end of last year, eight one seven one, just taking mm-hmm. it to him, and mm-hmm. and this is a team that, you know, if the if the what was it three two preseason finale or two one or whatever it was, if that's an indication, we're in for two hot dog games because yeah. they that was a very entertaining hockey game. Um, I don't know what you are going to do with the twenty olds I think DLC is going to get the first one because he hasn't played in a while, and I think Geo's still going to be here and and he's likely to back up on on Friday. So that you can get a DLC out, because y- you still got to see what what Sheehan is, and and that seven six. If it's another seven six type game, then you you kind of know what you have. If it's a little tighter defensively, and I'm sure, Dan like I like I tweeted, fans love seven six overtime games. Dan LaCroix, probably not. <laughs> He's probably not a fan. So you you still need to see something from from Sheehan.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, he was uh, Sheehan was. Um, is back with grand falls. Like he played on, uh, he played on Sunday. So I don't know if he's still with the team. Oh, okay. Um, uh, I think he, I'm trying to think he didn't start. No, he, uh, he didn't start the game against Fredericton on, uh, um, on Sunday, but he, he finished it. um, yeah, he w- he was he played uh, about twenty nine minutes and uh, uh, six saves on eight shots. So yeah, he was he's back with uh, with Grand Falls. So I don't know if he's going to be back with, with with Moncton. But so Gio's I mean, uh, the backup now. Uh, in Grand Falls. I mean, I think they kind of rotate. Uh, no, who's
1: Moncton's backup? If Shean's down in Grand Falls. No, Gio. Oh, Geo's back in. Oh, I thought you meant yeah. Shean was yeah. down there. Okay.
0: Yeah. So he's um yeah he's played. Yeah, that was the first game that he played this season. So, uh, so he was just called up for last week, and then he went back yeah, down. Oh, yeah, okay, so he yeah. might
1: not be here. So,
0: I don't think so. Okay. I think he's kind of back with uh, with them now. So, uh, I'm I'm assuming unless they bring him bring him up again, well, we'll see.
1: So that means one of the forwards and defensemen are going to be yeah. sitting out for these games. Yeah,
0: hmm. unless something changes.
1: Yeah, I just doesn't make sense to me to have. DLC sitting on the band. if he's not playing he should be up in the
0: the stands but oh, I just wish they would have had that four twenty year old rule oh well yeah,
1: that'd be nice eh yeah that'd be nice um yeah and then on Saturday we head to the island which I mean generally is going to be a tough night anyways but coming off uh back or two games and three nights against St John which either this team will have a lot of momentum with four in a row and could surprise Charlottetown or not be faring so well as coming off two losses and could be a very tough uh, tough week for him. I think with St. John as well, hit him, hit him, hit him. Yeah, see, see what they want. Yeah, see, see what kind of game. Yeah. Bring this down, like just make it nice and gritty, and they probably won't want to play it.
0: Because mm-hmm. they've got, I mean, you get look at a player like Josh Lawrence. He just likes to, you know, he he likes Go. to carry carry the puck and then do those the whole loop around the net and then skate to the blue line and do another loop. And, I mean, you, just gotta, you have to anticipate that. Uh, he does it almost every, at least once or twice every game and just anticipate it and hit him. Uh, and I think I, th- I think they're, if they're physical, they're fine. Uh, Jeremy Poirier has proven that he's a defenseman that just cannot play defense. Uh, so I think you have to expose him and do what you need to do. We buried the lead on the story. This is the Liam
1: Leonard coming home game.
0: oh yeah (laughs) I was just looking at Uh, the I was like
1: oh yeah this is Liam Leonard coming home game uh he was a good player (laughs) for the for what we got for him what we needed out of him Mm -hmm. and he's the toughness on that team and so you want to be physical with that team but you just got to be careful with with uh with Liam he's he's the toughness and the grit in that team so Mm -hmm. just slow that game down just gritty and muddy and Make but, it difficult for St. John to get anything going.
0: And I think that's going to be the game plan, and uh, I think if they stick to it, it's uh, the, the, it's going to be successful.
1: All right. Well, that'll bring us to everyone's favorite, number one favorite segment of the show.
0: Eric Murray Realty. Buy a house from him. Stick tap of the week. Uh, so I said it early in the show. You might hear about this uh, late in the show, but uh, um, I... I I want to stick tap to uh, everyone who uh, especially in my neighborhood um oakridge and uh and falcon up in the north end uh really did a great job with halloween and uh there was a few houses that did you know the whole contactless uh, touchless uh thing there was a house that's got like an oakridge it's got probably 10 steps leading up to the front door and they had a pipe going down the front step and they would take the treats and put them in the pipe and the kids would put their bag at the end of the pipe <laughs> and it'd go right in the, in the, in the bag. So, uh, I thought that was pretty clever and you know what, there were some houses that said, you know, sorry, see you next year, which is totally understandable, right? Yep. It's, yep. uh, you know, we're in a different kind of situation here and heck, I was, I was walking around with my little one. I had to wear a mask too, because mm-hmm. there were some, you know, sometimes where you just couldn't, uh, you know, you were bumping into people cause it was so, uh, you know, a lot of people in the street and, there's always this one house on Falcon that's that's so decked out. It's uh, uh, there must have been probably 50 people just checking out these decorations. Um, so yeah, just uh, you know, shout out to everyone who made Halloween a success. Yep. Uh, you know, it could have been uh, could have been different. There could have been no Halloween, but you know, we we got through it, and uh, you know, we haven't heard any bad stories about it yet. Uh, and yeah so next next up is uh christmas hopefully we can get that week i think i think we'll get to christmas and 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 be all right uh so yeah that was uh that's my stick tap it's uh just everyone in the north end that uh participated in in halloween and and uh, made it safe for uh for everybody for everyone wondering i used
1: tongs to hand out my candy so i didn't actually touch it and i had a Kermit. (laughs) affirmative yes and i had a kermit mask that i uh put on my head so i couldn't (laughs) breathe on kids
0: the Stick Tap of the Week, sponsored by Eric Murray Real Estate with the Remax Avante team.
1: If you're looking to buy or sell a home in the greater Moncton or surrounding area, make sure to
0: check him out on social media or give him a call at 506-863-8802.
1: All right, well, uh, it didn't take long for a two-time winner of Cat of the Week. Um, coming into Sunday night, I was like, well, whichever uh, player the Wildcats don't pick, I will name as the, uh, as the Cat of the Week. Um, obviously the Wildcats went with Jordan Spence for obvious reasons. He had the hat trick, uh, the big hits. Um, I was going to go with Gabe Forte, but, uh, the accolades kept coming out yesterday. Um, QMJHL rookie of the month, QMJHL team of the week. And now two time Wildcast Wildcat of the week, uh, with seven points in the last two games. Vincent LaBelle, um, he's got 10 points in seven games this season. This was a rookie, both you and I overlooked, in our Rookie of the Year, in our who we were excited to get an eye on, and he must be listening to this, using it as motivation, um, but he's just been, like you said, he beat LaRue, took advantage of him as a D-man, uh, the Halifax game, four goals, four assists in that one, he had three more in the the Bathurst game, so, I mean, he's just, he's right now, he's the Cats Rookie of the Year, um, by, a, by quite a wide margin, so, your Wildcat of the Week, Vincent LaBelle. And that'll do it for the show. That'll do it for this week. Um, Again, don't forget to join me on Instagram about a half hour after the final whistle tonight and on Friday for a post-game show where I recap it. And who knows? Take some of your questions. Uh, Yeah, two games against uh, St. John in in three nights and then the game in Charlottetown. Enjoy those games. Thanks again for all your support. We will see you next week. I'm sure we might have something to talk about.
0: Thanks for listening to another episode of the Wildcast Podcast. Follow us on social media at Moncton Wildcast. <laughs>